1: NY or text hope NY in New York.
2: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Know Her Name podcast sponsored by Tanya Witt and Rise Up Sports Media. Uh, I'm your host Grant, Grubb, Grant Grubbs along with uh, my co-host here, women's basketball specialist in the state of Kentucky, Alex White. Uh, we're glad you guys can join us and we got a lot to talk about.
3: Yeah, so I guess to get things started, um, we did just have the, um, well, the women's SEC tournament in Greensboro. Grant, I think you got to go up there to that. Um, Can you talk about a a little bit about that trip and how that was for you?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, to start, it was longer than I expected it to be. I thought it might have been a 24-hour turnaround there, so got to stay a few nights, which was awesome, of course, there in uh, Greensville, South Carolina. Um, you know, that first game was, I think it was March 1st, actually, but, uh, it was against Florida, uh, and we actually came out and upset them. It was in the first four where we were the 14 seed, Florida was the 11 seed and we beat them 72, 57.
3: Yeah, I definitely, I mean, just starting off with that game, I definitely thought that we had potential to win that, um, since it was obviously one of our two SEC wins, um, going into the tournament, but um, I was very impressed with kind of how they handled a lot of adversity in that game. Obviously, um, we had a little bit of a fight to start off that game. Yeah. Um, obviously, being there and up close, what was it like in that environment whenever um, that happened?
2: It sounds bad, but I couldn't stop like laughing because I think I was just in shock. I was like, what is going on? Um yeah, I mean, it, it just seemed so out of nowhere. And all every reporter on the sideline was confused. Um, I think when she threw the ball, we were like, oh, man. And then by the time she's charging Aja Petty from behind, everybody was kind of freaking out. Uh, but it was entertaining. I, I don't think for something like that, especially on Kentucky side, I think we had four or five players get uh, ejected from the game for leaving the bench when in reality they were just trying to not get knocked over by the bowling ball on Florida coming through. But, um, yeah, it, it definitely added some excitement to the game. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, I get I get having the role that they can't get onto the floor doing something like that. But I feel like that should be more so if they're getting on the floor to try to be get themselves involved in it, um, rather than j- them stepping on the floor to try to get away from the fight. Um, I thought that was a little crazy. And at that point, Maddie was already um, hurt. And we didn't know what her status was for the rest of that game. So then losing those subs, I mean, that that was big. And I was kind of worried because our bench was so short at that point.
2: In a crazy way, it kind of turned out uh, what good for Kentucky because Maddie went out either early second quarter, late first quarter with injury. And she probably went about been out all half and maybe even some of the third if it wasn't for that 20 minute break because of the fight. But so she got to come in and pretty much finish out a lot of the first half. And it, she was massive in the game.
3: Exactly. Um, yeah.
2: And then moving on the very next night, you know, that uh, Kentucky takes on six seed Alabama and then once again beats them in convincing fashion, 71-58, uh, which was even more impressive than their first one.
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I definitely thought the um, Florida game that we could definitely get past that, that was a winnable game. Um, but Alabama, I knew was going to be a lot harder, especially obviously coming into that already playing a game and they had it. Um, so I was kind of worried about that one. I mean, we played them close at home, um, back in February, but, um, obviously a whole different ball game this time around.
2: Yeah. I was nervous as well. I know I still had faith that Kentucky could pull it out. Cause like you said, they had played them close. I think they lost by seven during the regular season to Alabama. Um, And they hadn't played very well, so knowing that if they could just stop Alabama's three-point shooting, they might be okay, and that kind of ended up being what happened.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, how big was Jada Walker? I mean, and all throughout the tournament, but in that game especially, I mean, she put the team on
2: her back. That was kind of the Jada Walker that I think fans, and I know me as well, were looking for the whole season um she she was just aggressive and she played with confidence played like a leader she wasn't deferring to robin benton or maddie Shear. uh now with the news that jada walker will be transferring out of kentucky it hurts all the more uh because i think she finished with 24 points shot like 11 of 16 from the field i mean she was phenomenal uh and it already had me thinking about next season and now she'll be gone
3: Yeah, I think, especially um, because I felt like the way that Robin kind of struggled, it was a little bit of seeing like a hint into how much she could take over next season. And so, um, yeah, it definitely hurts big time knowing now that we will not have her um, putting on that
2: Kentucky uniform next year. And then moving on to uh, Kentucky's final game, their loss to Tennessee, which was the three seed in the tournament. They fell uh, 80-71 to Tennessee. Um, you know, I, it was about what I expect. And honestly, Kentucky was right there pretty much the whole entire game.
3: Yeah, they were. And I mean, we were hitting our threes. It was like, I mean, I felt like we did all that we possibly could in that one. Um, it, it, I'm like you, it, it was how I expected it to go. Um, but I think that they certainly showed a ton of fight in that game.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, Tennessee had beat Kentucky that same week. They hadn't even had a week in between the games. Tennessee had played them on uh, Sunday and beat them, and then they were playing again on Friday in the SEC tournament. Uh, A five-day turnaround, I mean, it's hard to make that much change in between, but Kentucky was right there. I think really the turning point in the game was in that third quarter when Asia Petty, whether it was accidental or not, raked her fingers through that girl's hair. Um I mean, it gave Tennessee two free throws to get up six and the ball. Uh, and from there, it just kind of felt like momentum was going their way.
3: Yeah, that was definitely the momentum momentum shift in that game. Um, I feel the same way about that. And But, yeah, I mean, we were knocking down big threes. We were doing what we could, but um, it just – I mean – Tennessee also hadn't was that their first game of the tournament, I believe.
2: It was their first game of the tournament. And we had
3: already played two the two days before that. Yeah, so
2: eight hours.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a lot. Especially like you said, I mean, we played them five days before that. So I mean, mm. that's that's a lot for one week.
2: For sure. Yeah, I, I think uh fatigue definitely played a big role. Um, and unfortunately they just couldn't overcome it as close as they were. Uh they had a lot of energy. Um And the vibes felt good, but at a certain point, just height and talent, you're not going to be able to overcome.
3: Yeah, I agree. And I think, I mean, I think the one positive you can really look at it, like look at the tournament outcome um, is that, I mean, we won as many games in that tournament as we did all conference season long. So, I mean, that's, I mean, not a great showing for our conference schedule, but... (laughs)
2: either a positive outlook or a really depressing outlook. I'm not sure which one, but I'll just say it's positive, you know, ended strong. Uh, but yeah, uh, something has to change. But speaking of positives, uh, we're going to be talking today with uh, freshmen, or they were freshmen this past season, Cassidy Rowe and Mia Jenkins, uh, two Kentucky girls. And um, unless you have anything else, Alex, uh, why don't we dive into that interview?
3: yeah, let's get into it. Oh. All right. Well, it's great having you on the show. Thanks for coming. Um, both of you being from Kentucky, um I guess for starters, can you just talk about um, a little bit about how what it means kind of being hometown
4: girls playing for the University of Kentucky?
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it means everything to me. um my state, my hometown. Uh, means the world to me. So just to get the opportunity to play for the state that I love, um, you know, I couldn't ask for anything more.
5: Um, just like Cass
4: said, it's great to play for my home state
5: um, and be in the community and, like, be able to give back. Um, and I really appreciate all the fans and all the love, so.
2: You know, you guys came in, were part of a big freshman class. Do you feel like that was helpful, having so many other people kind of coming in fresh to the situation?
5: Um, I definitely think so, uh, just because we have more people to uh, share our experience with and go through, like, hardships and things like that together.
4: Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with what Mimi said, uh, just having so many of us to, we knew what What each other was going through um, because we were all facing it together. So, yeah, that definitely helped.
3: What would you say kind of was that biggest adjustment um, kind of going from the high school level to the college level?
4: Um, I would say there's there's a lot of adjustments. Um, The main thing basketball-wise, just learning the pace of the game. Um, I mean, it's so different from high school. Uh, I mean, you're playing on a bigger court with – you know, longer athletic girls. And, um, yeah, that's definitely definitely a big adjustment. And then off the
5: court, I would say time management, just um, knowing what to do with your free time, um, getting places on time, making sure you have a healthy balance of basketball and outside life
2: were there any differences between what you all expected college to be versus what it actually ended up being like?
5: Um, yes, for me, I thought it was going to be easier than it was. Like, I know people say college is hard, but I'm just like, okay, like it can't be that hard. But, I mean, <laughs> definitely it was hard first year, but, I mean, we got through it, so that's all we can ask for.
4: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's definitely difficult trying to balance basketball with school and just adjusting to living in a new place. Um, So it's all, it was all pretty hard, but um, once we were adjusted to it, it got easier as we went. So, what would be, what would you say is like the main factor that made you
3: choose Kentucky?
4: Personally, for me, um, I knew I didn't want to go far from home uh, because, you know, I'm really close with my family and my community and um, just uh, getting the chance to go home uh, when I could, that was, uh, that was big for me. And um, when I toured the campus at UK, met the coaches, they were just, uh, they welcomed me in like family, um, treated me as if I was already on the team and um, they were super loyal to me, which um, is a big thing. And um yeah, there's just nowhere else I could see myself going. Um, For me, it was the family atmosphere. Also, just, like, being home,
5: like, being close to my family, um, getting the chance to still be a part of my community that I grew up in. And I just really loved the campus and everything about it. It was just – I just knew it was for me. I just got that feeling.
2: Did either of you have, like, a – welcome to college moment on the court where you're like, wow, this is a little bit different environment than playing high school?
5: I would say first off-season workout (laughs) for me. Coach Taylor? Yes, yes, definitely Coach Taylor. (laughs) Definitely
4: Coach Taylor. (laughs)
3: Um, so kind of thinking back to high school, um, Amiya, you obviously got a chance to play in something that was just just happened um, in Lexington at Rupp Arena, um, made it really far last year. Um, what was that feeling like? Um, just that experience overall?
5: Um, I enjoyed it a lot, actually, especially getting to play um, three out of the four years of high school. Um, it was a great experience just because we all got to like we got to play on a college floor um in front of more people than we probably played in front of ever um and just like playing for like a big title like that it was really fun and like I don't know it's explain, just really competitive and a good experience so
2: you know, going from high school to college, obviously one of the biggest differences is the coach. and you've seen Elsie as a recruiter as a coach. Can you guys just give us a little bit of a behind the scenes as what she's like in those practices in locker room?
4: Um, yeah, so Elsie, she's pretty much she tells you how it is when you're on the trip when you're on the visits, like she's not afraid to tell you that, um, like, she's not fake in her practices. You go to watch their practices as a recruit. Um, what you see is what you get. And um, I love that Elsie, she cares for us as a person before she asks about how we are as an athlete. You know, like, she will check up on us to uh, message us about how our lives are going, how school going, um, before she even talks about basketball. And that's a, that's a big thing for us because basketball is so much of our lives and just to have that little escape with her, it's really nice to have.
5: Yeah, she's basically like your mom away from home. She's not afraid to tell you how it is like Cass said. She's honest with you. She's she keeps one hundred percent every time.
3: So one thing we've kind of heard that she's big on is these um, team building activities. Um, Getting you all closer and more like a family environment. Do you all feel like um, those definitely help contribute to the environment around the team?
5: I would say so, yes.
4: Yeah, I agree. I mean, she had us going to that rage room where we were all breaking stuff. Like, that was the first time any of us had really experienced that. And just to experience that together, I feel like uh, stuff like that really brings us closer. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there was moments in that SEC special that were a little scary in the rage room, specifically with Zaniya. I was like, I don't yeah, know where I this either. is coming from.
5: Um, I'm my uh, roommate, so I was like.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you, you're going to have to sleep with one eye open after that.
5: Yeah, that's definitely okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, unless you have any others, I have some quick hitters before we go.
3: Okay. Just one more for Cassidy. Cause I know we just had the rise up sports awards and obviously they have one named after you, um, just because of all the adversity you overcame and how you came back from that. Um, what's it mean to have that award, um, honoring some of these high school athletes?
4: Um, it, I think it's just, it's amazing. Like it seems unreal to have an award named after you, but, um, yeah, Tonya Witt does an amazing job of running rise up sports and, I'm really honored to be a part of that. And um, yeah, it just shows that everything I went through, like now people can look back on it and, you know, be honored for something that they went through. And it's just, yeah, it's really amazing.
2: All right. Well, before you all go, typically we kind of do some quick hitters here that are just more of like a fun type thing. Um, I don't know if one of you all want to just go first every time and the other one goes second, that's fine. I, we've never done it with two people before, but uh, it's only four or five questions. So uh, to start, who was the toughest player to guard in practice from
5: last year's team? I'd say Jada, just because she's so quick. Mm-hmm. And she's really like, she hustles all the time. So it's just, it's a workout
4: for sure. <laughs> yeah i agree jada walker was the toughest to guard okay
2: uh who was the funniest player on the team
5: they've got a lot of funny people it it has to be between naya
4: and z
5: okay.
4: yeah i would say Addie too she kept me laughing all the time <laughs>
2: Um, have you I know you guys have only been in Lexington for one year, but have you guys kind of figured out some favorite places to eat yet or a favorite place?
5: Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm always looking for new things like just because I like grew up here, so it's just like I feel like I've eaten everywhere you can possibly eat. So this year has really been my exploration year, trying to find mm-hmm. new places to eat and things like that.
4: Okay. Um, I would say first watch is my favorite restaurant. I love their breakfast.
2: Nice. And who was kind of the quote unquote mom of the team?
5: Blair. Blair. <laughs> For sure.
2: That seems that seems to be the constant theme on that question. Um, Ami, before we go, I think are, are you wearing a NIO like a merch shirt there?
5: Oh yeah, it's my um my merch.
2: Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. How how's that been kind of a different experience for you all with NIL and just adjusting to that?
5: Um, it's been definitely an ex- cool experience, like getting to venture out in like the business aspect of everything, um talking to multiple companies and things like that. Um I'm actually Well, I would say this is like this. My merch still is probably the biggest one that I've had so far, Mm -hmm. and I really like it. So go out and get some.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Shout out.
3: Um, also, Amiya, we heard um, in one of our previous episodes that um, yeah, one that of the talent.
5: Was there any truth, though? Can you sing? It is true, but I'm not going to sing. <laughs> I'm not singing. I'm not singing.
4: I'm Only sing. in the shower, right, Mimi? <laughs> yeah.
2: It was worth a shot. Worth a shot.
5: I definitely listened to that podcast, and I was so excited <laughs> <glad about that. laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us so much. And uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime.
4: Yeah, All for right. sure. Thank you, you for having us. having us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Y'all have a great day and uh, spring break.
5: Thank you. Tim. Thanks. I uh, well, the spring break part, but.
4: <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. See
2: ya. All right. Thank you guys for uh, joining us back here now after that interview. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, unfortunately, now we have some things that are not so fun to talk about. Uh, starting off with Kentucky's two transfers. Uh, this past week, Jada Walker and Kennedy Cambridge both announced they'll be entering the transfer portal. Uh, Alex, what were your immediate thoughts following this announcement?
3: Um- kind of just sad I mean I hate seeing especially like we kind of touched on earlier um, Jada had such big I mean she was big all season but she really showed what she can do in that SEC tournament so having her coming off of a really high no and then finding out she's leaving was really disappointing and really same with Kennedy Um, I mean obviously hers was illness all throughout the season which I mean may they may have gotten word at that point that she was leaving but um at the point when that happened I felt like she was kind of showing exactly what she could bring to the floor too um so really just the timing of kind of both of those um was really upsetting just because they're both playing really great basketball at this time
2: yeah it, it I mean lack of a better term it just sucks um Jada Jada's been she probably has the most SEC experience of anybody on the team by next uh, season, um, and, and she plays kind of a leadership role out there. And then with Kennedy, she didn't average a ton of points or anything, but you could always see her energy out there on the court. Um, I think with both of these girls, you're probably losing your two best hustle players on the team.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and it, like I mean, like Amia and um, Cassidy said in the the interview, um, Jada was always the hardest one to guard in practice, and so we're losing um, a kid that was hard as the hardest kid to guard on the team, um, cool. according to her own teammates. Um, and then, I mean, you also already know that we're losing Robin and Blair, um, just from graduating and so with jada adding to that that's three of our top four scores from this season so big yeah. loss as far as offensive production too
2: it's massive i and you know not only just on offense but on defense jada picks up 94 feet most of the time against the best opposing guard uh kenny cambridge is kind of the person to guard them when jada comes out so really as much as Kentucky needs to stock up on offense, they may need to pick up some defenders just as bad.
3: Yeah. I I think that um, our defense really was a big key in a lot of our games this season. Um, Just how many turnovers we were able to force, even against some of the best teams in the country that normally take care of the ball pretty well. We did a fantastic job of turning them over. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I agree with you that it, defensively, um, those are two big, big losses on the defensive end. And I think that's ex- the kind of players we definitely want to add, um, at least for that reason.
2: Yeah, I think Jada Walker finished the regular season leading the SEC in Seals per game. So if, if that doesn't tell you what you need to know, then I, I don't know what you're doing. Um, as far as, you know, what Kentucky still has, Alex, who's your pick? for kind of needing to have the biggest offseason uh, to contribute to Kentucky's success next season?
3: Um. Well, I'd say Maddie's going to be the, obviously the key returner, um, just because even this year, um, despite playing a point guard, she was our leading rebounder, leader in blocks, um, second most in steals behind um, Jada. So, I mean, you obviously want her to continue to kind of take over the way that she did at the end of the season towards the second half of the season. Um, you want her, but as far as players as that development goes, um, I think Amia Jenkins is one of the key players for that. Um, just because she showed glimpses of how special she can be and how how much she can contribute. Um, if she has a big off season, I could see her being a huge contributor next season.
2: Yeah. She had some great minutes in the sec tournament. Um, Along with her, you know, she's not a freshman, but if Anaya Russell decides to return, she really showed glimpses of greatness in the SEC tournament. I think it was against Alabama. Um, she drained back to back threes in the fourth quarter, maybe scored 10 fourth quarter points overall. I mean, everybody in, on the team talked about how talented she was. So just seeing that she can actually do it in game gets me really excited for what she's capable of next season.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that, too, because, I mean, she's just so athletic and bring like can bring so much. Um, I think it kind of seemed like her confidence at times and then kind of her urgency at times were two of the things that were kind of keeping her off the Mm -hmm. floor. Um, But I mean, those are definitely things that you can you can um, work on in the offseason. So hopefully um, if she can come back and have a big offseason, I mean, she could be like a really, really good player in the SEC next year.
2: Yeah, well, with transfers exiting and only one freshman coming in, uh, Kentucky's going to have to hit the transfer portal hard. Um, right now, you know, it's still super early. The tournament is still going on, so there's limited options. Um, but what do you think, as far as position wise, Kentucky needs to target in that transfer portal?
3: I would say definitely a big, um, like a really solid big, um, a tall big. Obviously, our post. Um, a ginormous big. Yes. As big as you can get. If you yeah. see 6-6 six, six in the portal, let's just go after her. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the big thing is that. But, I mean, the good news is if anybody watches the team this year and they see Maddie Shear and how well she distributes the ball – um, I feel like there's a lot of players that are going to want to come play with somebody like that. Um, so I definitely would say a big, what, what is your thoughts? What's your thoughts on what we uh,
2: I mean, I agree. I, you know, as much as Kentucky needs to replace players like Jada and Kennedy um, I, I think maybe you replace them in a different way than you'd expect, like not positionally, but just from a talent perspective. And I think that talent has to come down low um, it feels like every single season the teams that just end up beating up on Kentucky is these Tennessees and South Carolinas who have 6'6", 6'7", 6'5". And I mean, it's rare. We didn't have a single girl who was six four this season on the team. Um, we, we have to have it. Um, and if we don't, then nothing is going to change.
3: Yeah. And like you said, I mean, a lot of those teams that you mentioned um, are playing in the tournament. So we probably won't see um, many enter the portal until after they get beat out of the tournament. But I mean, if we can get some from some of those top schools that already know the um, the expectations, I guess, of playing at this level, um, that can only help us as well.
2: Yeah. And the, the issue only becomes more glaring when you look at um you know, Nyle Everett or tore her ACL toward the end of the season, so there's no telling how long that'll take for her to return. Um, and then Tiana Heron, she missed the whole entire season due to heart surgery. Uh, you just you just never know with a situation like that um, if, if she'll come back at all. I mean, you can only hope and pray.
3: Yes, you're – I mean – where I feel like we're all happy that she made it out of that and is still a part of the team, but you definitely hope that um, she can get back onto the court and contribute um, in the near
2: future. Yeah. Um, was there any, you know, exciting recruits or anything? I know you were at the sweet 16 for girls this past week, Alex covering it. Uh, what did you see there and anything kind of that could bring some hope to a Kentucky women's basketball fan?
3: I mean, there's there was a ton of talent playing there, a ton of Power 5 talent even at that. Um, I mean, that 2025, the sophomore class, is insanely talented. Um, they were, I feel like on every team, their best player, it seemed to be a sophomore. Um, mm-hmm. The two big ones, obviously, are the nationally ranked sophomores. Um, you have Leah Macy at Mercy, who's the 17th ranked prospect in that 2025 class by ESPN. Um, she was as crazy as she always is, um, they faced one of the best teams in the tournament in the first round in Cooper. Um, she had already had 37 points on them before, so, um, they kind of knew what she could bring and she turned around and had 37 points on them again and 21 rebounds. So, I mean, even knowing, and Cooper has probably five, six division one players on their team. So it's not like she was doing this against like a lack of talent. Um, she was putting up some crazy numbers, but she's been doing that all season long. So, um, I really think. (laughs) she's obviously one of them. And then the number two player in the sophomore class for ESPN is Zakaya Johnson with Sacred Heart, who ultimately won the tournament, um, their third straight title in the last three years Um, should have some more on the way as well. Um, Zakaya is just a really special talent. I mean, she can do it all. If it tells you anything in the championship game, um, she easily could have broken the scoring record for the championship Uh, most points ever scored by somebody in Kentucky high school girls basketball in a championship. And instead she kept passing the ball to one of her teammates. That was a couple of points from getting a thousand. So yeah, kind of special that, I mean, she literally can do everything on the floor, um, has offers from everyone from South Carolina to Yukon. So very special
2: talent. Yeah. Uh, sounds like if, Kyra Elzie does decide, and I'm sure she'll try to go after those players. Uh, she'll definitely be facing some stiff competition. Um, you know, as far as a general outlook for kind of how this season ended looking into next season, I think it just comes down to simply put, Kentucky has to turn it around. Um, you know Kyrie Elsey received an extension through the twenty twenty seven season um, after winning the SEC tournament, which I think a lot of fans were excited about. But this season, I mean, you know, two wins and an SEC season is just not going to cut it. And whenever you're losing arguably your best player for next season, I mean, she's in rough waters here and I don't know necessarily how she's going to get out.
3: Yeah, I think next season will be big, um, especially just can you turn that around? Um, You really need a winning season, I think, in my opinion, at least. Um, I mean, I don't know what that means because obviously the SEC is always going to be talented. So I don't know how many wins that is, but I think you still need to be above 500 at the very minimum um, come next season. So despite how much we'll have to play, I think that we still have to come up with the wins. I don't know how
2: they'll do it. I don't know where the talent is going to come from, but uh, they have to figure something out. And I think they've shown that if they have the right mindset and energy, they can be successful You know, in the SEC tournament, they just all of a sudden decide to flip the switch where we can do this, which doesn't make sense, but at least it shows they have the potential. Uh, Now they just have to make it a consistent thing during the season.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, especially some of our best games this season, honestly, were against some of the best teams in the country. I mean, we gave some of, like South Carolina, we gave them some of their best competition. Um, We showed we can do it. We have the talent. So it's a matter of what can we produce on the floor.
2: Well, unless you have anything else, Alex, uh, I I think that's pretty much all I have to say. Yeah, that's good to go. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Know Her Name podcast. Once again, sponsored by Tanya Wood over at Rise Up Sports Media. And, you know, I hope we can continue to provide you guys all the Kentucky women's basketball news. And we look forward to uh, seeing you all next time.